Every play, every musical, begins with some writer putting words on a page. Hello, and welcome to Stagecraft, the Broadway radio podcast that talks to playwrights and musical book writers about the shows they've created. My name is Jan Simpson. My guest for this episode is Matthew Spangler, who has taken Haled Hosseini's best-selling novel, The Kite Runner, from the page to the stage in an adaptation that has played around the world over the past decade and a half, and which is now playing at the Helen Hayes Theater through the end of October. Hello, Matthew Spangler. Welcome to Broadway Radio. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We typically start these conversations with a brief discussion of what the show is about. Now, I know the novel, The Kite Runner, has sold well over a million copies, but for those listeners who still haven't read it, could you tell them briefly what the book and the show is about? Yeah, of course. Uh, essentially, it's about a Afghan man and his father, and they immigrate to the United States. Uh, but along the way, uh, the main character does a terrible thing in his youth when he's in Afghanistan. And then the book and the play is about how, as an adult, he tries to set that right. Uh, so on some level, it's a story about guilt and redemption, but also a story of immigration. Hmm. How did you first come across the novel? I read it in 2005. It was published in 2003. And I read it because I was looking for books that are set locally. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I was wanting to read books about the immigrant experience here in the Bay Area. And so I read it with that lens in 2005. And what made you decide to adapt it for the stage? Well, it's a beautiful book. Um, it's got these incredible characters that are so theatrical and appropriate for the stage. And it told a story that I thought was important to have in theater, a, a story, as I said, about guilt, redemption, a father and a son uh, mixed into this story of immigration also. In my uh, parallel life, I'm a professor and I teach courses in immigration studies. Um, and of course, that was also my interest in the book. So I reached out to Khaled Hosseini, who also lives in the Bay Area, and uh, we met in 2005, and I described my ideas for a play to him, and it's gone from there. Now, initially, this story is told in a sort of story theater format, where at times the main character narrates part of the story as well as enacts it. Was that always your approach, or did you try other approaches in transferring it to the stage? Yeah, that was always my approach. I felt like the story at essence, you know, he's asking the audience for forgiveness. So there's a dramatic impulse to the speaking with the audience. You know, it's not just description of things that are going on. Everything he says to the audience is part of his court case, if you will, for himself, <laughs> you know, and the terrible thing he did, which is essentially what Act One focuses on. And then Act Two focuses on his attempt at redeeming himself. So it's really somebody saying at the end of the day, do you forgive me for what I did? And at the end of the play, some of the audience might have been won over and, and are willing <laughs> to forgive the main character. But, you know, some of us maybe don't at the end. Uh, there might be some audience members who say, well, you know, I still can't forgive you for this terrible thing you did. But that essentially is what the character is doing um, by telling the audience his story. 
How difficult was it for you to balance dramatizing the show and also fulfilling what fans of the novel might have expected? Well, I've been writing plays based on books for many years. Uh, It's essentially what I do as a playwright. So I I enjoy that. Um, I enjoy that challenge of, you know, how how do you take, like Kite Runner, if you read it aloud, the audio version of the book, I think, is about 12, 14 hours long. And the play is two hours. So that's the challenge then for somebody writing an adaptation is how do you take this 12-hour story and make it two hours? And something like Kite Runner has a very loyal Uh, following people Mm -hmm. who love the book and then they come and see the play and say oh it it was all there we didn't notice that anything was taken out well of course the truth is you know 10 out of 12 parts are missing (laughs) but it's a bit of the the challenge as writing an adaptation then is choosing the bits to leave in what is really the magic of the book for an audience and how can that be translated into the space of theater that's just something I, I've, I've been doing my whole career as a writer, and I enjoy it. What was it about that approach to theater that so drew you initially, the mm. whole idea of adapting? You know, well, I'll be honest with you. I, I think that I like literature. Literature is probably my favorite form of artistic engagement as an audience. Mm-hmm. You know, I love reading books. I've a, I did a Ph.D. on James Joyce. And so literature and literary form and that sort of thing is something that I enjoy very much um, as a reader and an audience. But I don't like practicing writing because it's so lonely um, and my own impulses are much more social. And so theater fits me as a human being because I like to go in and work with the cast and, and designers and a director. And there's a social aspect to theater that really nourishes me. So adaptation for me sits at that intersection of something that I enjoy very much as a consumer, which is reading books and thinking about books, but that I can practice uh, the form of theater, which is more social than what I could do if I was a novelist, for example. I don't have the right temperament to be a novelist. It's too much time alone. So for me, adaptation sits at that that intersection spot. How involved was uh, Khaled Hosseini in the adaptation, did he just say, okay, I like your idea, take my novel and go, or did you consult with him? How involved was he? Yeah, yeah, he was very involved in the early drafts of the script. Uh, he would read drafts and give me thoughts, and there were some things he wanted to change in his own book, um, and he would say, oh, can we make this change for the play? And of course we did. You know, I said, yeah, of course. And uh, Can you give an so, example yeah. of one thing? Well, okay, so in the novel, the main antagonist, the bad guy, his name is Asef. Uh, and in the novel, Asef is half Afghan and half German. And Holland said, well, you know, I based that on a bully in my neighborhood in Kabul where I was growing up, but maybe people don't know that. And what, what if we just made Asef Afghan and, you know, drop the German half? And I said, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, let's make him Afghan. But then it causes uh, some changes uh, because there's, that you have to make in the play because there's a scene in the book where Asef shows up at the birthday party of the main character. And Asef in the book brings a biography of Hitler as a gift. Well, but if you make him an Afghan character, it doesn't make sense anymore that Asef would show up at the party with this biography of Hitler. I mean, you could still do it, but it feels weird. So uh, we had to think of a new gift for Asef to bring to that birthday party. And so I remember Khaled and I were discussing it, and he said, well, what if he brought a soccer ball? 
which is a perfect gift because the main character is really bad at soccer and it's a source of conflict with his dad that he's not better at sports. And Osef knows this because he's a bully and he's, a, you know, and so he brings this ironic gift of the soccer ball to the birthday party in the play. So that's, those are the sorts of changes then sometimes you have to make when you change, in this case, the character to be Afghan, then, well, then you have to change the birthday party gift. And so those were things that we talked mm-hmm. about um, mm-hmm. in those early drafts of the script. Were there other more cultural things that you discussed? I don't know your background. I don't know if you've ever visited Afghanistan, how familiar you are with that culture. But were there other things that you were mindful of incorporating? Yes, of course. Um, Somebody who's been so important to this process from day one is Hamira Gilzai. She's uh, our cultural consultant for the show, but that title doesn't quite do her justice. Um, She's very involved in a number of Kite Runner productions, and this one too on Broadway. She's been very involved in all aspects of the performance. Hamira herself is Afghan. Uh, Khaled introduced us back in 2008 before the first production of this play, and Hamira's worked on a lot of them. She'll weigh in on things like costume. She'll weigh in with the director on, like, how would the actors behave in this scene? Would that character touch that character in this circumstance? Would they shake hands? Would they hug? Would they not? Would they make eye contact? Would they not do that? You know, she's also involved in the script with me. So every time I make changes in the script, I talk to Hamira about those changes. And that's really important to me because I'm not Afghan and I'm not a refugee. And the characters come to California as refugees. I don't have that experience. And so it's really important for me to work closely with somebody like Hamira and even beyond Hamira, the actors in this cast, all of whom more closely identify with that region of the world than I do. And so it's important in rehearsal when an actor has an idea and they say, hey, Matthew, can we change this line because it feels not right? My impulse is to say, yeah, let's talk about that. What would the new line be? What should we change it to? So it's a deeply collaborative process that I think is very much aware of what it means to put Afghan culture on a stage for commodification with an American audience. Uh, We're very aware of that as a team and something I'm aware of as a writer. But, you know, uh, it's the sort of process I enjoy because it is also deeply social. And we're working closely on a piece and trying to get it right for the stage environment. As you've noted, there have been several productions before this one on, on Broadway. Have there been any uh, in any Middle Eastern uh, uh, countries at this point? Let's see. The, uh, Dubai, uh, the production that's in Broadway now, on Broadway now, was in the Dubai Opera House right before COVID. So Dubai and Israel. Uh, there's a production in Israel, in Hebrew, actually. They translated it into Hebrew and have staged it there. I think those are the only two in Middle Eastern countries. There's one in India, but that's not you know, South Asia. Do you detect a difference in the way the show has been received in different parts of the world? You know, I've seen this show in Germany, Ireland, England, Canada, uh, various cities in the United States did productions before this Broadway show. It was at the Cleveland Playhouse, the Arizona Theater Company, San Jose Rep. I've seen it in a lot of different places around the world. 
And what strikes me is not how audiences respond differently. What strikes me is how audiences respond uh, similarly. Mm. And I think that has to do with the book. There's something about this book that touches uh, people from around the world. I mean, there's a reason why it's a global bestseller. And it's, it's shocking to me on some level how similar the audience response is to this story. Uh, whether you're in Germany or Dubai or New York or London or California, um, it gets a very similar audience response, you know. I do think people obviously are fami- not just familiar. Many people are in love with this book. But attitudes in this country uh, towards Afghanistan have changed over the past 20 years and even changed dramatically, I would say within the last couple of years uh, with America's retreat uh, from Afghanistan. And I was wondering, has that affected the show in any way, either in your tweaking of the show itself or in the way that people respond to it? It it has. You know, when I think the book first came out and when I first started working on this play in 2005, I felt like the main communication point of it was, with an American audience especially, was to communicate about Afghanistan. And it was essentially saying Afghanistan is not the stereotype you think it is, uh, which is maybe a, a land of war, torn poverty, but rather, I mean, there was other side of Afghan life. And I think in those early years, that's what Kite Runner was doing. It was communicating with an American audience about the complexity of Afghanistan and maybe things you didn't know about that place. But now I think um, the piece is a little more about immigration. Um, In recent years, I felt like the thrust of the story has been commenting more on what it means to be an immigrant and to build your life in a new country and what does it mean to lose your identity and have to restructure all that once you immigrate to the new place. And even more recently, after 2020 and and our racial reckoning in American theater, I feel like this piece now, it's very much aware of putting Afghan culture on stage for an audience. And I feel now that that aspect of the show is really present. So to answer your question, yeah, at different points in its history, I feel like there's been a sort of central thrust of the piece um, that has changed over time. But at its core, it still remains this novel about initially two boys. The kite runner is not the main character in the play, but a childhood friend of his. Two boys growing up in Afghanistan and how their relationship uh, is, is changed by certain events and about how events in the world change the way the main character grows up and and develops. And that is still very much the core of, of the story. And I know one that a lot of people who love that book are very excited to see. So thank you for making that possible. And thank you for coming on and talking to us about it. Thank you. And if I can end just uh, underscoring something I think you're saying right there. I mean, it's an unusual piece of theater in that there are so many themes in it. Yeah, it's a story about two best friends, these two boys. It's a father-son story. It's a story of immigration. It's a love story, global politics. 
any one of these things could be a play in a more conventional theater piece. But in this particular one, you've got all these themes uh, together, which for me makes it a really engaging piece of theater uh, because it deals with so many different topics. Yeah, I think it's one of those uh, shows that speaks to people in lots of different ways. Again, thanks. Well, thank you for having me. And thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back next time and that you'll consider supporting this show and all the other Broadway radio podcasts with a contribution via our Patreon page. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can find the page and some extras at patreon.com slash broadwayradio.